Hi, Jewels. It's Khalifa, your chief jewel in charge. And welcome to Whip and Jewels podcast, where women who hustle and inspire with purpose drop jewels. We explore experiences in business, personal development, and creative endeavors while owning our narratives. We unveil critical themes through the intersectionality of the black woman's plight and the black women's ceiling-shattering accomplishments, aka exploring the struggles and successes of black women everywhere. Welcome to Whipping Juice Podcast, Tiffany. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys giving me this time and platform today. So thank Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to know who is Tiffany Dames, the woman behind the brand? So Tiffany Dames first is someone who was essentially tired of playing somebody else's game and decided to create a game of her own. So I came to this conclusion because I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, even throughout college and graduating. But before, I just didn't have the hustle and drive to focus wholeheartedly on my goals. And we all know if that's not there, a dream is not good enough. Absolutely. So what was your um, educational background? I graduated from Temple University with a bachelor's degree in communications and public relations. And what was your goal when you went into school and when you graduated? What did you expect life and career to be like for you? So first, I think it's so foolish to have 18-year-olds say what they're going to do throughout their entire life and to major in that occupation. Because at 18 years old, I thought public relations to like the real meat of what public relations was. It was mostly writing press releases and it wasn't for me. Like I was not excited about that at all. So once I graduated college, I knew I wanted to get into the event planning idea, but not really the public relations part of it. Okay. So let's go back to you as a child what inspired you as a child? Um, well, I've always had strong women around me growing up. Um, when I was growing up, I had three generations in my house. I lived with my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother. So having those women and seeing their work ethic and seeing that they were willing to even put their dreams aside to make sure all of the children were doing um, better than they were was something that was inspiring. So I always wanted to make sure that when I got the chance, not only would I make them proud by doing something that I was happy and comfortable and provided me with security, but also creating a better space for my children as well, the same way they did it for me. That's beautiful. And I think that's powerful just to want to make your family proud and to be from a, a tribe of hardworking women who gave you inspiration and was able to be that um, ideal hero to you. So I think mm-hmm. that is beautiful. What about art? What does art, entrepreneurship, and culture mean to you? Well, for me, these are all intertwined because in our culture, in my opinion, we are natural artists and entrepreneurs. It's just we're taught to not utilize these skills And really, these inherent skills are beneficial to us. And I know, like, I use this example all the time. So say there's, like, a young kid who, like young kids do, they do some knucklehead stuff, and he's running from the police or whoever. And he clear jumps a five-foot fence and just keeps running and not out of breath anything. That child, we should encourage him to, like, get into high jumping track. But since we're only taught that basketball is the skill for us, we're encouraging him to get into basketball 
oh, meanwhile, his inherent gifts aren't beneficial for basketball. And I think that same thing applies for art because a lot of us, we're so artistically inclined, whether it's the movement in our bodies, whether it's how we display our hair. These are things that naturally we are artists and we're not told to start a dance studio or open up a beauty salon. We're told to get a job that provides security as if like state or city jobs, which listen, I am not faulting any parent that just wants their child to survive in this world and have security. But I do think we should expound our minds and realize that we need to encourage our kids to expand because expand, excuse me, because what we believe is realistic is realistic is is not realistic is one of the most stifling words because we need to focus on our passions and a lot of times our passions aren't deemed realistic Ooh, that gave me chills i feel like that is so true and being black and african-american our community we're taught to survive we're not taught to explore the depth of our abilities exactly so you saying that is just it just rings so true that got me (laughs) because even growing up i felt that way i felt many girls may feel that they don't have that person in their lives to be able to identify what it is that they're good at you know growing up for me I was never told do this do that I did no extracurricular activities that's why as an adult I'm now exploring that facet that no one nourished when I was a child. And if you look at all of the statistics that show black women are the number one growing entrepreneurs, but we also are the number one entrepreneurs that also still have a nine to five. And in my opinion, by creating platforms where we have a safety net, a security net to where we can all invest in each other, that'll show that we'll be able to take that step to actually be like, you know what? I don't need to work with to work for someone to succeed in this world because really all it is is about doubt, in my opinion. Yes, it's the mindset. Mm-hmm. So tell me, you said that you knew once you graduated college that public relations in that certain aspect was not for you. So what was the inspiration for launching your business and how did you come up with the idea for New Travels? Well, New Travels formed because I said to myself, I will only begin a career doing something I love. And New Travels, just for anyone who's not familiar, is a traveling company I started that provides carefully curated group traveling experiences for black adults. I love traveling. I've always had a passion for uplifting black people. And I knew that I wanted New Travels to be that. I wanted New Travels to be not only just a traveling company that allows you to travel and get lit. Because, of course, we all need that. We all (laughs) need a break in our everyday life. But also, I wanted it to be something where we can also regain a sense of pride that we may have lost. So if you go travel around this world, you'll realize that the African and African diaspora, our fingerprint is on every culture. And if we go and we see that, that that sense of pride can change the way we walk, can change the way we look at life, can change our whole mindset when we come back. So I feel like that's very important to promote black joy, to promote black pride, and New Travels is my way of doing so. Yes, and I think that's powerful to be able to notice that 
traveling for our people is important. Amanda Seals, she was had this controversial post on Instagram because she said that men or people are so worried about, you know, frivolous things, but they don't even have a passport. And I think for your brand to encourage travel and to step outside of our norms is what we need. I definitely feel we need that. I know that Amanda Seals post was a little um, controversial because I think we need to encourage but also be careful with our verbiage as far as we're not feeling as if we're talking down to people who just don't know. Just don't, exactly. Exactly. So if you feel like people need to have a passport, then let's start a get a passport day where we promote people going to buy their passports. But also, like I said, with new travels, I'm encouraging people to travel, but I'm also so doing it in tiers of what's affordable for people because I completely understand that you can buy a $165 passport and then can never afford to travel to use it. So that's why I'm creating tiers for those people who may feel like traveling to like Thailand is something that they would never do so, because they can't afford it. So I'm only going to spend $200 to go to Miami. I'm letting them know there's ways to travel that is affordable and is still beneficial to your life. So New Travel is a travel company. Is it the same branch in which you do events or is this a different component of your brand? Nubian Shorty's Night Out came into fruition because I was thinking of ways to market and promote new travels. It's still the same, but kind of different. So for people, for me, in my opinion, for people who may not can afford to travel, I'm still creating those experiences here in our communities, in our city, where they can still get that joy, get that sense of relief. Also with Nubian Shorty's Night Out, as you can see, it's called Nubian Shorty's Night Out. I wanted to make sure that people are completely aware that there's a black woman behind this and that there are black women behind this. That's why I called it Nubian Shorty's Night Out because a lot of times in my research, because you know, of course, when you're creating experiences, you have to do a lot of research on who you are as a person and who you are as as far as your culture goes and I realized that black women essentially are behind every single movement that we make but yet there's always a figurehead that is a black man so I just wanted it to be very clear in this movement it is Tiffany Dames and she is a Nubian shorty <laughs> yes 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 so what are some jewels and strategies for event activation so first with event activation I think it's very important that um like Issa Rae said to don't feel like you have to network up network with your peers around you a lot of my events I have made sure that I spoke with my community because guess what? A lot of the people that show up are my peers. Yes, I branch out to other people. Of course, that's the only way to expand and grow, but you need to make sure that you understand that your primary market and your target audience at first is convincing people that know you because those are the hardest people to convince anytime you start a business. Yes, <laughs> but even to be able to have that that power or that mindset to push past possible no's, I think it's, um, and like you said, to garner the support of your peers. It's hard, but it's important and vital. And I think that that takes a lot. You know, most people who know us, they don't believe in us until other people start believing in us. Exactly. I don't know if anyone who listens is is really in any way but Jesus had to convince his whole town first <laughs> so I can can if he had to convince people I am not 
worried about people that are that I have to convince that Tiffany Deans is a big deal. But also, you have to realize that a lot of times the reason why people may doubt you is because that doubt in their self. They see that you were at the same place they were. You went to the same school. We went to the same corner store or whatever, and they may not be doing necessarily the things you are doing. So it's because since I can't do it and I came from here, the assumption is you can't do it either. So you have to realize that and realize people may not necessarily be haters. It's just they are conditioned to feel a certain way about the place that they came from. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the power of black women and having authority and power over our own narratives and the power to do things on our own terms. Like you said, our communities don't necessarily reflect our aspirations and the next level in our lives. How powerful is that for you to be able to own your narrative and have authority over it? I think that is so important that black women have authority over their own narrative because essentially right now and even before Trump being president, but especially right now during him being president, we don't have room for error. Like literally black women being displayed in a racist or patriarchal way can be the difference between life and death for us. It can be whether and it can be the difference of whether or not we get jobs. It can be the difference of whether or not our, our self-esteem is high or low. So it's to ensure that we don't have these errors we have to be in charge of this and we have to steer that will of how we want to be presented. And that is why in my previous event, I had an all black woman art show entitled I'll Introduce Myself. And at this art show, we were able to introduce ourselves and show the world how we want to pre be perceived through our art with no interruptions. Because at the end of the day, black women are not monolith. We are not all the same and we vary and that is completely fine. And we want to make sure that all of our voices are displayed and every from so every socioeconomic background, sexual orientation, we are all black women and we all have to stick together and we all have to make sure that we are being displayed in a correct way. Yes, absolutely. And I love the title Nubian Shorty. You know, we all shout black girl magic and we should, but Nubian Shorty gives honor and it spotlights our style and grace. And so I appreciate just you coining that term. So I actually was called it. And it stuck with me. So I was talking to somebody and, you know, we were talking for a few weeks. And then one day we just got into this deep conversation about like politics and racism. And he was like, oh, like you're a Nubian shorty. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, like you're like a roundaway girl, but you're smart. And it kind of took me aback because it's like, oh, so since I didn't display my intelligence or my magic, quote unquote, you were just looking at me as like regular. Mm. So. So for me, a Nubian shorty is, yeah, I can be around the way. I can use my abonics. I can be from whatever background and still be magical whether or not you realize it. So that's why I definitely came up with Nubian shorty. And I feel like I now wear it with a badge of pride, even though at first I was a little offended by it. But now I'm like, we're all Nubian shorties and we're all real and we're all magic period. So how do you accurately estimate your investment when curating these events? That actually took me a little bit of trial and error. So when did you start? What was, what year did you start launching your events? It's actually less than a year old. Okay. So I've done four events and I'm going to be doing my fifth one in April. So for me, four events I, in less than a year. Yeah. Cause okay. So I kind of bit off more than I can chew at first. I told myself I would do one event 
every month for six months. And it was like, okay, Tiffany, you need to relax. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm kind of keeping up a good pace. September will make a year. So right now I'm probably into like my seventh, eighth month and going into five events. So I'm still on a good, pretty good trajectory. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's a trial and error. Like my first event was a free event. And you know, you invest a lot of money because you want to make sure that you get people to come in first and then and have them invest in your brand and your idea and your goals for them to go to the next event. But what I didn't put into consideration is that, yes, you do a lot of investment, but you also have to be aware, like for free events, people will RSVP and not show up mm. because they feel like they are losing out on anything because it's a free event. So for My first event, I was supposed to have about 30 people, and it really turned out to be about 10. So, you know, I was crushed, but at the end of the day, you know, you learn from your mistakes. So moving on, I was still feeling like I want to invest so much in these events, even though I'm not getting back a profit. And then I had to sit back and say, listen, we're constantly undervalued in all of the work sectors. So I'm not going to continue to undervalue myself and constantly put out money and not receive money from it. I want to make sure I'm putting a dollar amount on how much I want to make a month to live comfortably and make sure I figure out how hard I have to work to make that money after all of my investments. So once my third event hit, which was a pop-up dinner, I made sure I calculated strategically how much money it would cost for me to hire the catering company, do the event space, marketing, everything I itemized and put down and then calculated how much then do I have to charge people in order for them to come to this pop-up dinner and spend money so I can recoup what Mm -hmm. I spent, but also in addition to. And that sometimes is the hardest part because in the beginning, you're just spending, 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 and you don't have different bank accounts. You don't have a business card. You Everything is coming from your personal account, but you need to absolutely make sure that you are, if you don't have a separate account, you are making sure you're getting on your Excel spreadsheet and itemizing every single thing. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you want to make sure at the, you're making money for yourself. You don't want to be that person that's constantly push putting money out and not getting anything in return. Because that's not why we get into the business of being entrepreneurs. <laughs> no, we don't. When you're in the art and culture world of just being able to appreciate the art, sometimes we're not comfortable enough to put the dollar amount. And we're just like, oh, I love art. I love culture. Mm-hmm. I just want to give the experience. We kind of, like you said, devalue our work just by being so passionate about one element of it. So I think that most creatives out there are not charging what they're worth. How do you get to that stage when, when you're confident to say, listen, my Excel sheet has told me the tickets are X amount of dollars and it is what it is. How do you present that to your community where you can get them to buy in? So... I actually experienced this when I was um, searching out for different artists. So the artists that I had at my art show, it varied whether they were in their beginning stages or if they, you know, were seasoned. So this young girl, she asked me, how much should I charge for this art? And I told her, never charge anything that you're going to resent your own work. So you never want to charge less than the work that you actually put into it. Because then it then what comes into play, you're internalizing what 
everybody else says you are worth and you don't want to do that. Like in all of the work sectors, we are told just by being black and a woman that we deserve to be paid less. And we can internalize that. And we can say like, well, will people really pay this much for me to do this? Yes, they will. If you stand steadfast to what your price is and just say, listen, it's not for everyone. And if you can't afford it at this time, I'll be happy to maybe make a replica or a print, but I'm not going to give you my original work for this price. You just have to create those tiers. Like I said, with new trials, there are tiers because there is a different amount of work that is put into it. And once you understand that, you won't sell yourself for less anymore. And not only that, once you realize that our culture is being stolen and profited for like tenfold, you'll like you'll see that we are worth everything we think we are but people think just feel like it's not worth it from us and we have to show people that what our worth is so let's talk about putting our money where our mouth is and supporting our people investing in our own experiences why do you think the black community is not taught this and when did you realize that it was missing you know i don't think it's necessarily that we're not taught this we're just not showed that it's a possibility period so throughout the world and anti-blackness we're told that black is less period so we essentially internalize that and feel like black businesses are also less than like you'll see a list of especially me as now being a black business owner you'll see a list of people explaining the reasons why they don't support black businesses whether it's the customer service or they cost too much or they didn't respond to my email in time blah 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 but yet you'll hear people make jokes about the mcdonald's ice cream machine not working but yet they'll go back to mcdonald's every day (laughs) it's because of that idea that black is less than so not only do we have to be we have to be exceptional and excel and do backflips and also have lower prices than our counterparts when really people who are not behind the scenes and actually making the business transactions don't understand the reason why we can't have the prices of a walmart is because we don't have the money to buy in bulk like walmart does Mm -hmm. (laughs) so people aren't realizing that so once we explain all of that to them and we also explain that once you start buying black and realizing that listen we have to look to other communities if you don't believe a word that i'm saying if you look in the jewish community i think their dollar goes around like 11 times before it's actually um before they actually spend outside of their community so we need to look at that and see listen this is benefiting them so if we have that dollar and our community go around 15 times we'll be able to not only build better businesses in our communities that aren't just liquor stores and you know chinese restaurants and things like that but also we'll be able to talk community politics because they'll look at us and say these are the beneficiaries of this community they spend the money in this community so they have a say you have to make sure we tell them how important it is because it's not just this it's a small step of investing but small steps eventually get to bigger things so that's essentially pushing our narratives or the correct narrative for our communities forward how do you think we could do a better job as women as the black community to be able to continue to push real authentic narratives for ourselves again it's just taking control of that narrative it's like for instance i i forgot i was listening to an interview it was an entertainer i forgot who it was but he was saying like oh about how you could do 
white movies or black movies you may not get that white dollar but you'll still be comfortable and it's like well why wouldn't you be able to make as much from a black movie listen we're seeing that black panther is like doing so well we're seeing a wrinkle in time is doing so well so that means if we had black directors and black producers that were producing films like this we could be great like we could get the quote-unquote white dollar as much as the white dollar makes so it's we have to unteach ourselves so much and that's why these events i'm only hiring and collaborating with majority black owned businesses because it's the unteaching that is the hardest part because once you unteach it's easy to tell people like listen we're very successful people we our culture like this is all embedded in us it's easy to do that once people can see it for their own eyes and we can unteach them all of that so like i said it's all about taking control of our own narrative again investing in the black community also like if you build a set of community economics again not only will you have Um, political power in your community, but you'll be able to say, I'm going to invest in fellow black entrepreneurs and think of how many other successful entrepreneurs we'll have then. Yes, those resources would now be available to them and experiences would have already taken place where now they could replicate it and create their own revenue streams and their own experiences. Aside from being able to educate or to be able to defend your worth, um, what other plight in entrepreneurship and in business are you facing as a black woman entrepreneur? I haven't dealt with anything that's too drastic, but what I have noticed is, so, you know, I'll send emails, people will, you know, they want to meet to talk because, you know, you want to talk to, you want to see somebody that you're going to break bread and spend money with. But I've noticed that when I get to the meeting, it's like, oh, that was you. So they're surprised by the fact that, it's Tiffany that's showing up because I am a petite woman. I look young. So like, I know that's, that's something that I'm going to have to deal with more in the future that people are going to feel like, again, since I'm petite and I look young that they can take advantage. So I have to just like realize, listen, you can't worry about, worry about being the person that's not nice. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that I'm not saying being rude or hateful, but make sure that you are not compromising any of your goals and your visions. And you are letting people know, listen, I paid you to do this. So you will complete it and do it the way I asked you to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and yeah, just make sure things are going the way that you say they are. Because once you start compromising a little bit, they'll eventually chip away at your goal and your vision. And eventually your work will be something you don't even recognize anymore. When you do the meetings, are they just for sponsorship? How do you navigate being able to secure sponsorships for these events? Or is it even a requirement? I'd like to work with I first start to work with people that I know. I'm not going to lie. I send them out emails, see if they're interested, people that I know that are actively trying to start a business. So like for my um, pop-up dinner, my mother just retired. She's starting a catering company. Why wouldn't I hire my mother? In addition to that, when I'm outsourcing and getting in contact with people, I'm sending so many emails because what is the worst somebody can say to you but no? or not respond. So if I send out 100 emails and 20 people respond, that's good for me and we can work from there. So I'm doing research on these companies. I'm making sure that they share the same values as me and making sure, because when you look at a company and when you're doing research, you want to make sure that their brand aligns with yours because it makes no sense to just do a shoot in the dark of 
a company that you know is going to sponsor you, but they don't represent anything that you represent. That makes no sense. So you want to make sure you're doing research and, and that not only do they align, but that they are reviewed by not only their peers, their customers and their community. So I'm doing things like I'm seeing, I'm looking up the Better Business Bureau to see if you have any complaints. I am looking to see even, even things like your Instagram comments. I want to know if multiple people are paying for things and you're not sending out packages or you're not answering phones. Like I want to make sure that, listen, even though you my kinfolk, you have all your business together because you re essentially represent me when it comes to my business and we're collaborating. So we want to make sure we're at the same tier when it comes to sponsors and collaborating all the time. I think the research component that you say you invest a lot of time into doing, many people might take that for granted and not realize how important and pivotal it is for building your brand. So as an entrepreneur, how many hours do you invest in being able to be consistent with your events? Because you said about six events that you're up to now in less than a year. That takes a lot of time. Have you yet started full-time entrepreneurship? So I'm still working. I am one of those entrepreneurs that still have a nine to five, but I told myself that I gave myself a year to save up and finance. And on June 28th, I will be leaving my job. So I am excited about that. And I can focus on, thank you. I hope nobody from my job is listening. <laughs> well, we'll pray for them. We'll pray for them. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I am like, I am against team no sleep. I think that is not beneficial to us. It is not good for your health and wellness. And eventually it will not be good for your business. So I am the type of person that, listen, if you can get to seven to eight hours of sleep at night, please do it. Because the goal is not to work harder, but to work smarter. So you have to make sure you are utilizing your time in the most beneficial way. So again, I am not encouraging anybody to do this, but a lot of my time at work, I have a desk job. I am doing so much research at my job, at my desk. I'm not telling anybody to get fired and do their own work on somebody else's time. But for me, I am making sure that I am doing my work in the beginning. And if I have some free time throughout the day, I'm doing research. I am calculating all this stuff because then when I get home, all I have to do is send out my emails or go to view an event space. And then I can be home at a good amount of time to where I can get those eight hours of sleep and do it again. Because if you're so exhausted, you cannot do anything with a clear head. You can't do anything with the best, even if you have the best intentions. Please work smarter and not longer or harder because vamp vampire life is not for anybody <laughs> and it will make you a damn vampire i promise yeah. you that <laughs> with nubian shorties and with new travels what's the contrast as far as how often do you curate these travel experiences how many times did you travel or is new travel still building up to that part okay so i traveled once this year and however, because of my work schedule, of course, I can't mm -hmm. just up and travel. And that's why I started Nubian Shorty's Night Out, because I wanted to still have that momentum and to still let people know we are still doing this. We're mm -hmm. still traveling. So stay interested. But once I do um, leave my current occupation, 
occupation. I'm going to be traveling way more. Like I said, always put a dollar amount on how much you want to make a month. So if that means I have to travel maybe twice this month to reach that, I'm going to do that. If I have to do a travel um, if I have to travel and an event this month, I'm going to do that. So in the next coming year, definitely the later half of 2018 and also throughout the entire 2019, I will be traveling way more and the trips will definitely be on the website very soon. But for right now, I'm focused majorly on Nubian and Shorty's Night Out because that is something I can keep my feet on the ground in New York City because of my job. Yes. You know, you just spoke about building that momentum and keeping and being able to then kind of funnel them into the next experience and I think that's a that's cool that's smart you know you don't you're not just saying listen I can't do this right now or my schedule doesn't allow for me to travel and curate these experiences but I'm not gonna let that stop me and most entrepreneurs in the early stages might not find a solution and I feel like Nubian Shorties is a solution and it still has your brand and aesthetic perfectly so any entrepreneurs out there understand that you can have multiple elements to your business and brands and it won't dilute it as long as it's true to your mission and values yes I am all for you can do it all but just make sure you're not trying to do it all at the same time so by all means if you can't do one make sure you are doing something else you want to have my goal is to have at least seven streams of income at that during um, the later stages of my life and new travels and new being shorty's night out is two so i have five more to go amen (laughs) who inspired you um to get into this realm of like event activation and um the travel experience were there anyone that you saw that you said wow that's awesome that's cool well not one particular person but i know um as far as like community activation and create an experiences for my community, it happened going to college because I've always, you know, had a sense of black pride. But, you know, going to college is a whole new world. And once you start taking, like, black studies classes, you start realizing, like, the world is kind of different from what you always viewed it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've had great professors at Temple University. And anybody that's thinking to go to Temple for a black studies major, that is a perfect place because I really love Temple's black studies um department and my professors I would just say inspired me to make sure that once you reach a level of success you're not going to be one of those people that just leave you're going to be the person that um stays in your community and still does for them because without being from where you are you couldn't be who you are today and I think that is very important is Temple University HBCU it's not but you know what the way the black people hang out with each other you think it was (laughs) (laughs) no it's not but it's a very great school so definitely if you are trying to decide a school to go to that is on my list of schools platform it's beautifully curated and it highlights the experiences of black travel do you think that we have a social responsibility to the people of the islands when we travel and into those countries to give back you know I definitely think we have a responsibility because especially most of us do have um backgrounds and of being and our parents or grandparents are from the islands like for me my 
paternal side of my family is Jamaican and Bahamian. But I kind of struggle with the idea that us feeling like our tourism is just enough because a lot of times our tourism isn't putting money into the community or the locals pockets. So we want to make sure we do a little more than just show up. So when you go there, if you can, or if you choose to try to look at um, locally owned boutique hotels or even staying in an Airbnb because that's putting money in our local in, our, in their locals pockets also don't book your excursions from your cruise ship or the the hotel mm-hmm. don't book your excursions through them make sure you're booking your excursions from the locals because first of all it's going to be way cheaper but not only that a lot of times this is their only stream of income because the resorts have made sure that all of the resorts are built at the waterfront so they can't fish anymore they have put concrete down on all their land so they can't make any produce so Essentially, tourism is their only stream of income, so you want to make sure that you're hiring them and also pack with the cause. A lot of times we pack so many clothes that we are not going to wear. Like as many times as I have packed heels to go to an (laughs) island, knowing damn well I'm going to be in my sandals whether I'm in a club or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So make sure you're packing those clothes that you know you haven't looked at in your closet in years and they're gently worn and someone else can utilize it and bring them right down there because I promise you that if you're staying in resort, all of the service that you're getting, they are more than willing to take those off your hands because a lot of times they have children and family members that can use those clothing. So little things like that are ways that we can... um, contribute and be socially responsible and one of the big major ways is just being open to their culture going there and not being demeaning not feeling like if you are going someplace that speaks a different language from you that they have to speak english when you're coming to their country like it makes no sense so just make sure you're being open to their culture and being responsible in that way i feel like is number one yeah and i think that is important and we should consider that what about what's next for new travels and for tiffany and for shorty's nights out tell me more about your upcoming event and how it aligns with your overall mission okay so my next event for nubian shorty's night out is going to be on april 8th it is the golden parachute black business mixer and this is actually something that i planned before i even created new travels or new short nubian shorty's night out like i knew i wanted to have something where i brought black businesses together i just kind of didn't know how i wanted to do so But with Nubian Shorty's Night Out, it gave me the platform to say this is going to be my next event. So essentially, I created this because you want to invest in group um, community economics. And by doing this and by bringing us all into one place, people can see that not only is it achievable, but it is, again, the word I hate, realistic. Like, we can do this. Like, because if you just look at it from a business point of view... Again, if you have multiple businesses from um, being black businesses, excuse me, if you have multiple black businesses, it's working together, investing in other entrepreneurs. We don't feel like the anomaly anymore when one of us succeeds because we can see, we can visually see that it's tangible for our success to happen. So my golden parachute black business mixer, again, is just us coming together, us investing 
us seeing that group economics is not only achievable, it's realistic, and I really hope everyone comes and you can get your tickets on newbeanshortiesnightout.eventbrite.com just so you can see it for yourself. And again, I think this is another way that can instill pride in front of us because it's so many black businesses. It's 20 plus black businesses that are just doing their thing and doing things that some people are scared to do. And also, if you're an up-and-coming entrepreneur, you come in and see how these brands ask questions. Please, I'm more than willing. I will answer everything. I will let you know what my trials and tribulations were, what I'm still learning, anything you need to know. And by all means, ask any other business that's there. We're all willing to help. And we all just want to not only expose our brands to you, but expose to you that you can be an entrepreneur as well. You mentioned just now about how free and willing you would be to, you know, communicate with the audience that shows up. What about the people showing up, what should they prepare ahead of time? Because we have to seize every opportunity. And being in a room full of 20-plus black businesses and around brilliant people, you kind of have to strategize and go there with a plan. What would you say is the best way to maneuver in a space that has so many people but is full of so much black businesses i mean networking (laughs) don't worry i understand it girl (laughs) but um first things first anytime you're going to ask anybody questions when you know that you don't have a lot of time to do so don't ask them anything that you can find on google a lot of time we waste our time asking questions that we could have found the answer ourselves so if you do do if you do go on google and you see multiple answers then you kind of put the question in place like I saw that you could do this but then they were saying you can also do this so which is the better way mm-hmm. don't just come and say oh well how did you start that's not enough of a fleshed out question like again people are willing to share their journey with you but you also have to understand that people are also very possessive about their journey like they don't like nobody wants to make life hard for you however they want you to understand that hard work is still needed to do it. So I can't just lay it all out for you. So again, if you can Google any questions, just make sure you do. Also, don't worry. Nobody here is stuck up. We're not Shark Tank. Like, we're not going <laughs> to vote you off. Like, to be comfortable, have your questions prepared, but also just simply have a conversation. You can be very lax about it. There is no dress code. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to come up in a suit and tie with their resume. Listen, even if you just have an idea idea simply that you don't know necessarily how you want to start it you can easily come up in there and just say well how would you come how would you cross promote with a brand like this so then you could look for even if this isn't the right business you will work with you could think of your friends that maybe are in those other industries that you could cross promote with and then move on from there like it's very simple to start small like by all means I encourage it because you never want to bite off more than you could chew in any aspect of life. So like I said, again, just come in there with your com- with your questions prepared. But also remember that it's just simply a conversation and we are all there to help and learn. Yeah, strategic positioning and just being able to invest in yourself and taking those opportunities to know that this amount of hours that I'm spending at this event I need to make it worthwhile when you have that ahead of time to know like okay I need to really immerse myself in the moment and just really connect I think 
that's a major key to be able to strategically position yourself and just to walk away with a bunch of jewels from people who are doing it. Exactly, because a lot of times they encourage you to just have your business cards and give out your business cards to the most people you can, but I never suggest that because to me, business cards are always at the bottom of my purse, and I apologize <laughs> for it, but the people that I want to get in contact with and that I remember to get in contact with are people who I've had those conversations with and I make those connections with. Not just the person that just gave me the business card and walked away. So never do that. So manifesting and being specific about our goals is something I'm very passionate about in my intentional living journey. What about your business goals for new travels and Nubian shorties night out, long and short term, that you can share? So my short term goal is basically just getting through this year. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. It's been a busy year for me and just continuing to be successful and to continue to have these events and to keep reaching my my um monetary goal every month my long-term goal is to just like I said create a platform that doesn't need me to work so yes I want to create a platform where people come and have their black businesses but I want to inspire people to do it in their own communities because I can only do it from where I sit but I want to make sure other people see this and realize that it works and they do it this and they do it themselves so that's definitely a long-term goal because I feel like once you show you know you can't make somebody drink the water you can show them to the well Mm-hmm. But if they drink it and they realize this is the best like Avion water I've ever tasted and I'm going to go bring this back to my hood, I definitely would feel like it was worth it for me. And I think that's beautiful. With society now, like you said, we're in a Trump era. We have so many cultural plights and hardships for womanhood and for just the black community. When you feel like giving up what keeps you going? There's a lot of times when I feel like just giving up because we tend to like look look in the future and be like, damn, can I keep this up for this long? Can I do this? I know me as an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking like, damn, I need to get better health insurance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need um, like a retirement fund. Like these are things that I think about. But you have to understand like it's one day at a time, one step at a time. Like nobody is telling you to have your whole life figured out today. You know? And like I understand, you know, people say things like everybody has the same 24 hours as Beyonce, which I don't necessarily feel like it's true because everybody has a different life. And different resources. Exactly. So, but you have to understand that one day is only 24 hours. And only 24 hours means everything cannot be done. So sometimes, like I said, health and wellness is always key no matter what you're doing. And that's why I encourage getting sleep. Because sometimes all you need is a good night's rest to be like, let me wake up, I'm recharged, let me figure out. And sometimes something can come to you in your dreams to be like, this is how it's supposed to be done. Or you can wake up with a vision or an idea. So like anytime you feel like you're like unstruck, either creatively or just feel like you don't have the momentum to move forward, do something that makes you happy. Whether it's go buy yourself a new dress, go get your nails done, just watch some reality TV, something. Just make sure you you disconnect. Because that's something that I had to do. Like, I had to make sure I don't, since I am working from home mostly, I don't work in my bedroom anymore. 
because I realize now there's I have to set a boundary. There's nothing there that makes me this. There was no space in my house that made me feel like I could just unwind and be comfortable. Because if I'm doing work in my bedroom, I was still like stressed out then from work stuff. But now it's like when I go in my bedroom, this is just Tiffany time. I'm just going to watch my Netflix and go to sleep. So make sure we are creating those boundaries and doing something that is for us and our health and wellness anytime you feel like you can't move forward because you need that space in your life. Well, thank you for that, Jewel, because I think that is so important. Health and wellness is vital for our existence. So absolutely, in creating boundaries, we far too often underestimate the power of boundaries and we shouldn't. So thank you for that. I wanted to know your brands, you are not the face of it. Was that strategically planned? It was because I have my my newbie and shorty logo because I want every woman to see herself as that. And if she saw my face, you know, I don't look like everybody, yeah. you know. So, but I wanted to make sure everyone could see their self in that. And that's why I also um, made a younger version of that logo. So I call it the newbie and for the shorties. So like young girls can also see themselves in that girl and know that what I'm doing is not far-fetched from any of your dreams. Like I said, I am not an anomaly. I came from the same place y'all came from. I worked hard the same way you could and we could all achieve it. So that was very strategic for me. And I also try not to like, of course, I am my brand so nobody can sell my brand the way I do. So I don't hide myself. I'm definitely in my videos. You can see my pictures if you scroll a little bit longer on my business page. So I'm not hiding myself because I feel like a lot of time um, brands do that because they want to like, maybe it's a boundary for them. But for me, I know that I can't separate myself from something I'm so passionate about. So even though my logo is different, I am definitely the forefront and the mouthpiece of everything that happened. The aesthetic in your voice still shines through, even though you're not the face of everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's still powerful. And it speaks to being able to align yourself genuinely and properly with your business. That your imprint is still there, even if we don't see you every step of the way. We hear you and we understand the vision is from you what about for brands looking to collaborate um let them know what you're looking for brands that align with my mission and my goals also again make sure I completely understand the entrepreneurial life of having a nine to five and also working after you clock out. However, we have to make sure that we are still setting standards for our own personal business. If you know that if you slack off at your day job, you would get fired, know that about yourself as well. Don't slack off on yourself. So make sure your standards are just as par as your nine to five. So like I said, I'm looking for customer service reviews. If I see you haven't sent out a package and people are saying now they can't get in touch with you, those are things I take notice of because I want to make sure that you are just as focused on your personal business as I am on mine. We want to make sure we are on the same tier. So small things like not posting an Instagram picture, even though some people can say that's such little and petty, but I want to see that this is something you're invested in and that you keep up 
up with. Because if you can't keep up with it, again, you represent my business when we start to collaborate and like I represent yours. So if there's something you may not necessarily like, if somebody says I never responded back to their email, then I would want you to call me out on it. Talk to me and then I'll explain to you why or damn, maybe I should have and I didn't see it. We can have those conversations. So the same standards that I have for you, I want you to have those standards for me and just ensure that, again, that we have the same goals and missions and that, of course, we're all here to make money, but I also want to do more than that. I want to change lives and I hope you are too. So those are the type of brands that I look to collaborate with. All the brands out there looking to collaborate with amazing event curator, this is the opportunity for you. And in closing, this is our segment called My Jewel to You. So I'm going to say four words, and I want you to say the first thing you think of when you hear those words, okay? Okay. Womanhood. Um, For womanhood, I think of something that is so beautiful and multifaceted, luxurious, and every positive adjective I can think is what womanhood is. <laughs> Hustle. My mother. My mother is the biggest hustler I've ever seen in my life. I have seen her work double shifts and she my mother she retired from a correction officer she got a job at the gap just so we could get discounted clothes i don't Aww. know any other hustler <laughs> like so that is a hustle i strive to inspiration inspiration um just culture everything about my culture is an inspiration and i love that it's so vast and so large because every day i'm learning something new and beautiful about it that adds on to that inspiration and purpose we all have a purpose you just have to make sure that yours is fulfilling for you and that your purpose is not only to change your life but to change other people's lives amen to that thank you so much tiffany thank and you let, thank you yes and let um everyone know where they can contact you on social media and i will link it in the show notes so you can contact me at new travels and you underscore travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S, or at Newbie and Shorties. And also, you can send me an email at info at newtravels, and you dash T-R-A-V-E-L-S dot com. I am open to speaking with anybody. If you have ideas on an event that I should do that you will work well at, I'm open to all suggestions, opportunities, everything. Well, thank you so much for taking time out to speak with the audience and also share this with your audience. I think they will be able to understand new travels and new being shorties at a deeper level so i just i genuinely thank you no this was really dope i liked it i'm this is my first podcast so i'm lit now you are <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much hi jules i just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode i just want to invite you guys to subscribe to our youtube page we just launched a new segment called whip and jules dinner soiree that's where i cook and connect with your favorite black women again we're whipping jules on youtube Head on over there, subscribe, leave a comment, let me know what you thought about it. We do have a 
video up already. It's been getting such great feedback. The views are just increasing. So thank you guys so much for your support. And if you haven't already, don't forget, leave a comment on our podcast. Don't forget to rate the podcast. And if you want to join in on any conversation with us, we are whipping jewels all across the board on Facebook and on Instagram. Lastly, to any queen that you know who's interested in exploring dynamic topics like culture, experience, business, personal development, and creative endeavors, bring her over. Let her know we're here. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you next week.